When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hey guys, this is Dana from Salem, Oregon. I wanted to let you guys know, Charity, I love you to death, Team Charity. Y'all need just to kind of team up. Uh, That's what I think. Sophie, by the way, hey, Mark. Um, just to kind of give you a little bit, I was listening to the story from Clara that you were listening to that was a tale, and um, you actually pronounced it, pronounced it Gatesville. It's pronounced Gatesville. Ah, love you guys. Only know because I've been there. I hope it was you who mispronounced it. I'm sure it was me. Gatesville. Thank you very much. I I actually appreciate very much when people correct, like tell me how to properly say it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't appreciate when people like, we love charity. Charity's the best. Charity, 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 charity. Oh, look at charity's uh, Dundee best street award. Charity, charity, charity. She's the best. She's the best. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) It's, it's great. There's a lot. Mark has a very large following of Mark Mark lovers. So you yeah. can't even say that. They love us equally, Mark. Yeah, sure. So what's new? Nothing much. Summer hours are right in session. I absolutely, to be honest with you, I love them. Actually, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before, I went to a Red Sox game. And I saw the Green Monster. Oh, I'm so mad at you. They lost, go. though. But, you know, I was love... the game they, they absolutely got slaughtered? No, it wasn't no. that one. Thank God. No. It, <laughs> it, was, was, it was pretty close. It was we a... almost went to that game. Oh. It would have been a horrible one. It was a, it was a really um, good good game. Because from here, we can just jump on the tee and just go right, right in from the next town over. It's yep. wonderful. Yep. But, yeah, that would have been a game. Could you imagine you go to a Sox game and they get slaughtered that bad after you have to sit in the sun? That entire time. Yeah. I've been like, oh, this is miserable. Oh, well. But that was fun. 
That was fun. Yeah. Last week's episode was really fun. Lots of people interacting in the Case Watch Crime Creep group. If Always. you're not in that group, you guys are missing out. You sure are. You really are. Case, uh, Case Watch Crime Creep group on Facebook. It's all you got to search. The regular Facebook and Instagram pages are Case Watch Podcast. Twitter is Case Watch Pod. Go ahead and follow Charity on Instagram if you want. She's at Charity underscore Case Watch, and I am at not Mark B. That's not nice. Why do you get to be so... Why are you going to be so negative over there? Why are you going to be so rude? You're so negative. You're so, negative, be so rude. should be happy for each other that we have followers. Yeah, I wish I had more than you, though. You do on Instagram. You're beating me still. Oh, I haven't been on Instagram. Yeah. I, I think to, some of your racing peeps have come over. I'll have to go check out the gram. I think they've come over, the racing peeps, and I think that's why. That's what I tell myself anyway, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I have an Instagram for the racing people, so they wouldn't come over to this yes, one. Yes, they would if they wanted to support you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've already said that you've had crossovers. If anybody, this is the funny thing, and Charity probably notices this too. For anybody that's involved in any sort of anything like we do, where you're somewhat known to the public and this and that, it's so funny because your actual friends and family don't care. They give zero. There's zero Fs given. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, I don't really care that little little pod yeah. pod thing you oh, do. That's, that's nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that little pod thing you do, that's cool. It's like, you know, you know, we were on top of the Apple charts at one point. Oh, cool. Cool. Great. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I was doing last night, Mark? What's that? I was freezing off some plantar wart- warts on um, a foot last night. Oh, for, great. For one of the boys, yeah. yeah. That's what I do in my real life, guys. They didn't care? <laughs> you, they, you didn't say, nope. I'm Charity from Case nope. Watch. Do you not nope. know who I am? Book went right up in the lap, and there it went. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that was, that was my last night. So, How is the uh, the new driver in the family? The new driver's doing very well. Is he loving the freedom? Loving. It's so funny because I was talking with Kristen's kid, who's a great little great little kid, and he's not really little anymore. He's I know. quite big. And I was like, ooh, you excited to get your license? It's going to be a little, you know, it's before you know it. And he's yeah. like, don't care. It's funny. So, uh, yeah. I, I've I had, counted down the days since I was like too. eight but until I had my license. Now. So here in Massachusetts, guys... Um, you um, have to take driver's ed if you're under 18. Uh, and then you have to, at 16, you can get your permit, which means you can drive with an adult. You cannot, you're not eligible for your license till you were 16 and a half. And then for six full months, you can't drive with anybody else in the car besides a family member. It's actually smart. It's very smart, but like it makes it so, it kind of makes it so they don't drive as much as you think they would, right? Because they're not just going to drive around by themselves. They'll drive to a friend's house. They'll drive there. But like when I got my license, I was off and running with like my closest seven friends in my car. You know, yeah, the day I got my license, we were out to like three in the morning that yeah. night. It was like oh, eight, of my, eight, of my fr- eight of my friends in the car. We're just cruising around everywhere. And they have the curfew now though. So I was saying this to him and he's, I'm just like flabbergasted. Yeah. So when we were at the beach a couple of weeks ago, I remember saying to Kristen's cousin and her husband, I'm like, can you believe Jason doesn't want his license? And they're like, we didn't want ours either. And I forget, they're like 12 years, 13 years younger than me. So they're in that group. Huh. And I was like, wait, you weren't excited? He's like, nah, I didn't, I didn't really care. I waited till I was 18. And I was like, what? Yeah, some people just- What is just, wrong with you? I don't know. I think some people just, it's not a, it's not a priority for them. It's amazing to me. Yeah. It really is, because that was one of the biggest things I could not wait for. Yeah. Growing up, it was a slow progression. It was, can't wait till I turn 16 till I get my license. Mm-hmm. Can't wait till I turn 18 so I can buy cigarettes and lottery tickets legally. Can't wait till I'm 21 to buy alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, now it's like, I can't wait to not get older than 21. 
<laughs> and I remember looking at these people when they're thirties and forties, like they're old. And now like I'm prime mid forties and I'm like, I'm not old. I know. Man, I really would have been PO'd if I heard young me talking about how people in their forties were old. Yeah, young you, you sound like you could have been a little bit of a dick sometimes. Old me is very similar to that. <laughs> hey, I just tell it like it is. That's so true. we've had this story sent to us here quite a few times. It's just a new story I want to touch on real quick, guys. In Claremont County, Ohio, three teens and two adults are now facing charges in connection with the July 14th death of a father and son at a Claremont County trailer park. Ryan Larison, 34, and his father, 59-year-old Rusty Larison, were found shot inside of a mobile home in the Richmond Estates Mobile Home Park on State Route 132 in Ohio Township just after 2 a.m. Ryan and Rusty were pronounced dead at 4.15 a.m. by the Claremont County Coroner's Office. Christian Radden, Radden Montgomery, 17, was taken into custody. The sheriff's office says he has been charged with aggravated murder, Murder, aggravated robbery, robbery, aggravated burglary, burglary, and tampering with evidence. I see this is one of those things where they're all the same thing, but just different just to cover their bases. It gets very confusing. Yep. I'm not saying I don't agree, but remember a podcaster who has to read this stuff and it's not very good with words. Yeah, exactly. Gosh. Gosh. A 16-year-old is also facing the same charges, which I'm not going to repeat as Christian, according to the sheriff's office. In in addition, detectives with the Claremont County Sheriff's Office say another 16-year-old is charged with aggravated robbery, robbery, aggravated burglary, and burglary. And I said that You did that very well, Mark. Don't ask me to say that sauce that goes on everything, and it's really yummy because I can't do it. On Monday, the Sheriff's Office announced that the 18-year-old Anthony Montgomery is charged with tampering with evidence in connection with the deaths of Rusty and Ryan. Two days after his arrest on July 16th, Montgomery appeared in court and judge set his bail at $1 million. Good. The sheriff's office says that Dakota Pfeiffer, 20, who was originally charged with tampering with evidence, has now also been charged with one count of uh, aggravated murder. Pfeiffer was arraigned in Claremont County Municipal Court on Tuesday where his bond was set at $1.5 million in cash. More. cash. And cash, not a surety bond. Hmm. The investigation is ongoing and will be reviewed by the Claremont County Prosecutor's Office for presentation to the uh, grand jury. Oh, boy. So one of the people that sent us that story was Tim Macklem. And he told me I could, could say this on air. He said this could have ended bad for my family. Luckily, it didn't. He went on to say he tried to get an Uber ride from my dad that night. Oh, my God. When my dad arrived, he said he didn't look 18 and asked for an ID since you have to be 18 to order a ride and to ride alone. Some drivers don't follow this, but my dad follows the rules. He did not have an ID, so my dad refused the tip, the trip, and my dad left and drove away and pulled down the road to send an email as to why he refused the trip. As he was sitting there, a sheriff officer pulled up to check and see if he was okay and proceeded to tell my dad they were looking for someone and my dad told them about this guy because he matched the description. They asked where he was. My dad told them, but by the time they arrived, he had left. My dad gave them the location. He was supposed to to drive him to downtown. 
it's scary to think about what could have happened to my dad. That is so scary. That is freaky. And then, <clears throat> and then he went on to say that his dad didn't know until the next day that this, this was the guy because the deputy didn't go into detail, obviously, of why they were looking for him. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That like dodged a bullet. Like that is. That, thank God he, he didn't take the ride. That is nuts. I I was like, wow. That's just. That reminds me, like I said, all these brushes with possible weird things. Yeah. When I when I had that lady in my vehicle who ended yes. up killing a bunch of people in Vermont. Yes. Like that's a freaky. Mm-hmm. Like wow. Like I knew she had something wrong with her. Yeah. That's what scares me. I've had way too many close brushes with this yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, someone's looking out for you. So anyways, somebody is. Tim, we're very happy that your dad is okay. Nothing happened to him. Absolutely. And guess what? I'm also happy about Mark. What's that? I have some more weird history. I love those. There's some good ones. So have you ever heard of John Joseph Merlin, the inventor from the 1760s? No, you know- but what's that other thing? John, Jason, mm-hmm. Jingle Hummer. See, when I don't know words, I just go. That one I know. You guys have something in common. Oh, boy. Super, super stubbly guy with a deep voice that talks on the podcast. Yes, that and he invented roller skates and he was super excited to show off his new toys. Unfortunately, he didn't practice before showing off and really didn't practice how to stop. See, roller skates and rollerblades are two different things, though. He flew head on into a huge mirror, smashing it to <gasps> pieces in front of everyone. Bad luck for years. Oops. Hope that doesn't happen to you when you record your rollerblading. No, <laughs> because I learned my lesson. And, uh, Do you still have t- them, or did you get rid of them? They're sitting on the porch. Oh. They're, uh, they're too expensive to just throw away, and they're too late to send them back. I can't. All right, this this one's actually really funny. So President Carter visited Poland in 1977. That was an amazing year. Oh, whatever. And he was happy to speak to the Polish people. Obviously, he was only able to do this using a translator. There was a tiny problem. The translator messed up. Carter wanted to know the Polish people's desires for the future. Oh, no. This was translated in a way that basically stated Carter had desires <laughs> sexually <laughs> towards Poland. I love it. Towards Poland. <laughs> a few more mess-ups were made. I left the United States never to return, was said by the translator, who should have found another field of work. And lastly, this little gem. He was happy to grasp at Poland's private pots. Can you imagine? I love it. All right, so I don't know who. Oh, my God. I love stand-up comedy. Yep. And I heard the story numerous times. I wish I could remember the comedian that did it. But so there was somebody who had hearing issues in the audience that night, and there was a person who was doing sign language. Oh, my God. And I think I know what you're going to say. He noticed this and decided this is going to be really fun. So I'm going to say every single dirty word and sexual thing I can to just watch this person. <laughs> and he was like, he went to town. This And they ended up, the, the person who was signing to would just loved, absolutely loved it. But the person doing the signing ended up leaving. Do you remember, this was fairly recent. I forget what it was, but it was like a big TV thing. And there was a guy translating t- for the deaf, and he was not actually a real translator. He was just doing things with his hands. 
Really? And he, got, he didn't get caught till afterwards. Oh, if anyone well, remembers that, you guys have to let us know because I, I love just, stuff like that. And I also love the quote unquote professionals that call in during emergencies and they let them on the air and it's like somebody from Howard Stern show or something. Yep. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bubba Booey, Bubba Booey. Oh my god! Love all that stuff. That just makes my day when stuff like that happens. Here's an interesting one, Mark. Okay, lay it on me. Pope Urban, VII. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so that would be VII. So that would be seven. Okay, thank. You. This is why I have Mark, guys. He v is five, that- and if it's after, oh, then you add it's it on. Increase if it's before, Four. it's previous. Oh. I don't know a lot of stuff in life. Wow. Apparently just a couple things. That's pretty bad that I didn't know that. Anyways, he banned tobacco. You see, tobacco was known to cause sneezing. Everyone knew that. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. And the Pope was sure that sneezing was as close to an orgasm as anyone could get. So he had to put a stop to the sneezing altogether. What I'm going to fu- go out and stare at the sun. What a that fun stopper. What a fun stopper. I guess he never had an orgasm. Right? <laughs> Me neither. Wait, what? <laughs> Whoa. No. Whoa. All right. Here's Am my- I the only one who stares, can stare at the sun and make him sneeze? Because I've said this in a group of people, and no, I, I had can't. like 18 people look at me and be like, you're weird. But I've had people, like, you know when you when you say to somebody, oh, I feel a sneeze coming on? They'll yep. say, look at the light. Yeah. That's the same thing. Sun, light. Yeah, but it doesn't work for it me. It works usually. for me. I don't know. So here's the last one that I have for the weird history. It's been said that the first recorded human flight in the UK was in 1005. A monk named Elmer of Malmesbury built a pair of wings for himself and slapped them on. He climbed up to a tower channeling his inner bird and he jumped off. He was able to glide for about 220 yards before golden god <laughs> before violently crashing to the ground. It's been said he survived the crash but broke both his legs and walked with a limp for the rest of his life. Hey, at least he tried. Good for him. That's that movie. If anybody knows that movie, I can't say that because I've said it on the air before. It was almost famous where he's like, I'm the golden oh, yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's hanging off the side of the building. Uh, Love it. That's awesome. Love it. I love every bit of this show. Me too. I tell you what, Charity, weird history never gets old to me. It doesn't. What do you have for us today? We're going to be talking about someone named Joachim Kroll. And I'm going to be calling him just Kroll (laughs) by his last name. Because I I just can't say that over and over again, that first name. (laughs) I'm just going easy on myself today, guys. It's the summer. I don't blame you, dude. So Kroll was born on April 17th, 1933. 
He was the youngest of eight children. His father worked as a miner in Hindenburg. The family of 10 lived in poverty. There wasn't a whole lot I could find about his childhood. He, it was known though that he was smaller than the other children his age and people kind of viewed him as weak, which again, here we go. Sad, right? Yep. He was bullied by other You're going to make me like this guy, and then you're going to tear it away and make me feel horrible for liking somebody who was horrible. Maybe this is just a nice case this week. Oh, that'd be great. That would not be a case watch case, but go ahead. Okay. (laughs) He was bullied by other children while at school, and he was constantly wetting the bed through his adolescence, something that he couldn't control. Is this Mark you're talking about? (laughs) I'm sure this only added to his feelings of being inadequate. Most likely, due to the bullying and feeling inadequate... Um, is what led to him to stop going to school in the third grade. So that's young to stop going to school. So young Kroll was said to have have sexually abused animals. I never understand that. Along with his bedwetting are part of the McDonald triad. We've talked about this in previous episodes. If a child shows two or more behaviors of the McDonald triad, it could mean violent tendencies are in their future. So... That, not good. That young. You're starting to do weird things with animals. You, I don't know. Okay. It was later discovered that Kroll had an IQ of 76. According to the American Psychiatric Association, a full-scale IQ test score of around 70 to 75 indicates a significant limitation of intellectual functioning. He just missed the mark scoring at 76, so he may very well have had some intellectual limitations. So he, huh. he had a very lo- low IQ. What's <laughs> the matter, Charity? I'm paying attention. <laughs> I'm not even going to say what he's doing. Okay. I think everybody can tell I'm eating a delicious <laughs> Entenmann's donut. I'm starving, and it's early. <laughs> World War II was taking its toll on Germany. And this the is family- Breakfast of Champions, guys. It's an Edmund oh. Donuts and Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wonder why I'm fat. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> World War II was taking its toll on Germany, and the family often went hungry. In fact, his father became a prisoner of war in Germany during the World War II. This brought shame and embarrassment to the family. So can you, like, imagine? So n- not only did they have no money... Now the father is being held and it's like shunned the family. Hmm. A few places said that his father died while in jail. This caused the family to move to North Rhine, Westphalia. I hope I said that right. Kroll awkwardly grew into young adulthood. I think you did because it's a Volkswagen thing. Oh. It's very very close. It's it's a Volkswagen edition back from the 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Westphalia, I think it is. I'm give myself a little pat on the back. Pat, pat, pat. Kroll awkwardly grew into an adult um, while living with his mother and was completely intimidated by women his own age. He felt as though he would never be able to be sexual with a woman. And for this reason, he was unable to even talk to women. So he would not even speak to women. That's how intimidated he was. I love speaking with women. <laughs> I was horrible back in the day. <laughs> That's some odd behavior, though, right? Yes. To basically be afraid of women. Oh, 100%. I mean, some women can be scary. Charity? Scary. No. Charity's not scary. Why am I scary? You scare me. Why do I scare you? Sometimes you you get that look in your eye while I think you're going to, like, throw something. But I don't. I never have. (laughs) I'm just picking on you. I know. Grow went on to live with his mother for about 10 years. The family continued to struggle with money. It was said to be a very, very hard life. 
All of life's stresses and hardships took their toll on the matriarch of the family, and in 1955, Kroll's mother passed away. All the siblings started new lives for themselves, leaving Kroll on his own. I kind of feel a little bit sad for him at this point, Mark, because right? with such a low IQ, he could have suffered with life skills. I mean, especially oh, if he lived with his mother for all those years. Yep. He was the youngest in the family. Uh, so I kind of wonder why one of the older siblings didn't step up and like help him a little bit. Or it was he, or was his behavior so strange and erratic that the siblings didn't want anything to do with him? Maybe they were afraid of him. Very close. Right? Yeah. Because now he's an adult. There's things that we may not know that exactly. they know. Exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Yep. That's what I, I was thinking. Yeah. Some have wondered if his mother dying set an already drained person over the edge because only three weeks after his mother died, Kroll committed his first murder. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been said that after his mother's passing, he started to suffer from psyche psychiatric episodes. Maybe his mother was the only one that knew how to kind of calm down those episodes. And without anyone to help, he was set to deal with these episodes on his own. I wonder if he even, he probably didn't even realize he had any psychological issues. You know what I mean? I often wonder that if somebody who we, because mental health is something that we're still trying to understand. Yes. If somebody was very clearly on the spectrum of mental health issues, are they even aware that what they're doing is different? Or do they look at people who we quote unquote think of as normal and think they're the odd ones? Exactly. There's something I, I, I just, that's something that interests me and I wish I could figure out. Well, that along with the IQ he was borderline special needs, Mark. Okay. 70 to 75, you're considered mentally delayed. He was at a 76. Oh, yeah. He's just right? barely over. Yeah. Just barely over. That. And he, he only has a third grade education. So, but you're going to see this is an interesting story that All we right. could talk I'm gonna, about. I'm going to zip it and let you continue on. So, let's talk about his first murder. Um, it took place on February 8th, 1955. Er- Ermgard Stahl. I think I said that good, was a popular 19-year-old girl. She was beautiful, and she had many friends. Just the kind of girl Kroll knew would never have sex with him. Well, at least not if she was alive. Oh, boy. He somehow mustered the strength to actually speak to a woman and was able to get Ermgard to follow him into a barn. The poor thing was probably just trying to be nice, right? He's probably like, oh, this poor guy, he's kind of a little different. I'm going to go help him. Once inside the barn, he stabbed the poor young woman in the neck. He then raped her dead body until he was satisfied. After he was finished with the disgusting act, he used a butcher knife to disembowel the poor thing. Oh, gosh. Like, why? Why did he have to continue to be so vile? Uh, I mean, I wish he would have known that all you had to do was sneeze. I'm... And then he could have an orgasm. Yeah, and he wouldn't have needed to do any of this. But to disembowel someone, that's like, that's, that's, that's just going anger wrong. and hate. Yeah. Armguard's mutilated dead body was found five days after her attack. His next attack would be in 1956. The victim was a 12-year-old girl named Erica Schulliter. Crow raped the little girl and then strangled her to death in Kerchellen. 12 years old, Mark. Twelve. He probably was was not as intimidated to approach somebody at twelve. Oh God! It's sad. The next murder was on June sixteenth, nineteen sixty nine. Twenty four year old Clara Freda Tesmer was found murdered in a field near Reinhausen. 
It wasn't known until much later that Kroll had killed her. At the time, a man named Henrich Ott was arrested in connection with Clara's murder. He was so distraught about the accusation that he killed himself while in jail. So think about that. Now he's responsible for an innocent man's death because this poor guy was oh. arrested and said, you, because think about it, right? You're, you're, these little towns are small, so you can't live your life. He's in jail now. He's like, well, I'm in jail for the rest of my life. That's I have thing no that, life. That we need to remember is it's very easy to throw something on the front page of a newspaper, yes. for instance, and accuse somebody of something. Yep. Look at Richard Jewell. The guy, the supposed Atlanta bomber back in the Olympic Games. Like, the guy was innocent. I know. But his life was ruined. Because all these places will print front page stories, but then do a retraction in, like, page 17. Yes, not front page. I know. Minimal little stuff. Just this this story is... And that ruins people's life. How many times do you hear people say after, like, oh, didn't you get accused of this or didn't you do that? Right. And it's like, no, it was false. Exactly. Oh, well, I didn't hear that. Just wait. This this is what this story is wild. Uh, I'm, wild. I'm waiting impatiently over here. Next unlucky victim was 16 year old Man- Manuela Nott on July 26, 1959. The murder happened in the city park of Essen. Same mo. Manuela was raped and strangled like the others, but there was an interesting finding. Oh boy. Yeah. Chunks of flesh were cut from the young girl's butt and thighs. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is he going to weird science a woman together? Just wait. Oh, boy. You have to be patient, Mark. I, I like to try to guess everything. In 19... 19- you got to be patient, oh, okay. Mark. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, I know. In 1960, Kroll moved to the northwest part of Germany and got a job working as a lavatory assistant. He made a life for himself. He was loved by the children in his community, Mark. He gave them candy and toys and even invited them into his very small home. Oh, boy. He thought of these children as his actual friends, his equals, his playmates. The children's parents trusted him. They thought he was a sweet guy that likely wanted a family of his own. Stone Cold Steve Austin taught me DTA. Yeah. Don't trust anybody. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Did he also tell you to whip? Whip out a can of whoop ass. <laughs> Absolutely did. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Had to do it, guys. What the community didn't know was Kroll had more than one blow up sex doll in his home that he used to satisfy his sexual needs. All right. Well, I'll stop you when something sounds weird. That, that sounds normal. Doesn't everybody? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also practiced strangling and killing his inflatable girls, you know, (laughs) to perfect his skills. Now, does that sound a little odd? That's odd. Yeah. I mean, the last thing was odd. I was just trying to be funny. I wonder if he popped any of them by accident. (laughs) (laughs) The guy delivering. If this was nowadays, Amazon would be like, this is your 87 bloat doll this month. What's going on? Stop popping them. Oh, I love Uh, it. I know it was back in the day, but I would find it strange that a single odd man would give little children candy and prizes, inviting them into his home. I wonder why no one questioned this. Things were different back then, man. True. And he was, I don't know. Things were different like that when I was a kid. Yeah. Kroll stopped killing for a couple years. He was probably consumed with making friends with the little children in the community and practicing his craft of raping and murdering on his fake blow up gals. That's nuts. Yeah. He started, oops, just hit the table. Anybody wants to know that was Charity punching the table. I don't know 
want my limbs. I can't control my limbs. Sometimes. You do that fairly often. It's kind do of I talk with my hands? Is that why? You do. I do too, oh. though. If oh. you watch when I read, Charity only Charity gets to see me read the news stories because yes. I, I get my one hand holding the paper and the other hand like directing. Looks like I'm directing traffic. It's <laughs> pathetic. I, you I'm would very, be good at directing traffic. I'm very self-aware <laughs> when I do it. That's oh, for sure. Oh my god. So he started back up on April 23rd, 1962, and his little victim was 13-year-old Petra Geis. She was raped and strangled and left in Dinslaken, Bruckhausen. I'm Bless doing you. pretty good with the, these names. A man named Vincenz Cohn was arrested for the rape and murder and convicted. 12-year-old Monica Taffel was killed in Walsam on June 4th, 1962. She was found... Um, and it was noticed that she also had chunks of her bum cut out. This is odd. So wait, did you hear that though? So the the 13-year-old, a man was arrested for it. Yep. And it wasn't him. And with this 12-year-old, a man named Walter Quicker was arrested for killing the little girl. But with no evidence against him, he was released. But the community was so harsh on the innocent man, believing he killed little Monica. By October, he felt he had no choice but to kill himself. Another. Yes. This is horrible. This is the second man that was wrongfully, uh, actually the third man that was wrongfully accused of committing a horrible crime, but the second one that killed themselves because of it. This is nuts. Right? Barbara Bruder was just 12 when she was kidnapped on September 3rd, 1962. Her body was never found. I can only imagine what he did with it. Maybe we will find out as we move along. Oh, boy. Yeah. On August 22nd, 1965, Kroll murdered a man, the one and only man. I was going to say, yeah, up until now, it's all been females. 25-year-old Herman Schmitz and his lover, Marion Veen, were attacked while making out in their car. This was in Duisburg. Marion was able to escape, but Herman was killed. It basically sounds like he was trying to get to, get to Marion, and poor Herman was in, in his way. It's interesting that there was three years between murders. I wonder if, like, in other cases we have done, there may be way more victims than were just... And it sounds like him killing this male was just out of circumstance. Yeah, not yeah. Because he was he just like in the wrong place. He yeah. wanted the girl. But, I mean, like, whenever there's, like, a long time in between, I can't imagine they stop killing. Because once, once they get that high, it's probably just not known. Yeah. Right? Makes you wonder. Yep. But think about it. This is, this is a... This is a Men- mentally delayed man yeah, who has psychological problems and he's not getting caught. No, he's actually doing pretty, That's pretty good. We heard about this case. Ursula Rowling. Oh, what was that, Mark? Tell the people. That would be my, my phone. I'm also working right now, so like <laughs> my phone is going off and it's ringing and it's everything going on, but I can deal with that stuff after. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. All right. I'm sure the creeps won't mind. If no, you the crime creeps come first. Okay. Ursula. And I know who this is, and I really don't want to talk to him. Oh, perfect. So (laughs) Ursula Rowling was just 20 when she was strangled to death and likely raped. Her body was found in a park near Marl. Adolf Schickel was her boyfriend at the time and only suspect. We all know that the significant other is usually the first person of interest. Knowing he was was innocent and losing his girlfriend, he too just couldn't go on and committed suicide. Another one. Unbelievable. Isn't this crazy? There are three people now. Now there's three innocent men that committed suicide because of this asshat. This is crazy. I just don't know how he's getting away with all these murders. I don't either. I feel like this entire case is a trigger, but this next victim 
was only five at the time of her death. Oh. Kroll raped and drowned little Ilona Hark and left her dead body in Wuppertal. Another three years would go by before Kroll would murder again. This man truly didn't care about human life. Maria Hedgen was his next victim. She was raped and strangled in Huckus Wagon, and she was 61 years old. Yes, yeah, this time. is why he I'm doesn't confused. Care. These ages doesn't yeah, care. That's, I'm confused. 13 year old Judd Aran was walking home from a local train station when she was strangled to death on May 21st, 1970. A man named Peter Shea was arrested for the killing but released with no evidence. The community harassed him so badly that in 1976, he confessed to the crime to appease them. Isn't that crazy? That is nuts. Another six years would go by before Kroll's next recorded killing. May? How many years? Six. Yes, this is odd. There's no way, though. He's had to have been continuing. Um, There's no way he could, could have gone six years. I find it very, very strange. May 8th, 1976, 10-year-old Karen Topher was found raped and strangled to death in Vord. Kroll's final victim was a little four-year-old girl named Marion Ketter. This was on July 3rd, 1976. This man was truly disgusting. Uh, Really was. Oh, my God. Marion went missing from the local playground, and police were notified when a four-year-old little girl goes missing. Obviously, communities are quicker to to come together. Police started to go door to door asking neighbors if they had seen anything. Marion was described as a cute little blonde girl that loved when Kroll gave her candy. Oh boy. <gasps> Unfortunately, she wasn't afraid of him at all. So this kind of sounds like was part of the reason, you know. Building up his, yeah. I guess. Unbelievable. Here is another example. People are sickening to me. Yep. So here's another example of see something, say something. Oh, 100%. One of Kroll's neighbors, Oscar Mueller, answered his door and told the police about a strange conversation he had had with him. Kroll had warned him that the upstairs toilet in their block of flats was clogged with quote unquote guts. And a plumber quickly verified the witness statement. Hmm. So these apartments had shared toilets. And the guts were clogging the toilet where some of little Marion's remains. Oh, my God. He tried to flush some of the little girl's organs. This is horrible. Oh, my God. Out of respect for Marion, law enforcement removed each organ from the toilet and put them aside. Police then conducted a search of Kroll's apartment. When they entered the home, the deranged man was cooking a stew. (gasps) Ew, no, 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 Mm -hmm. no, no, no. Guys, Kroll looked at the police and told them calmly. That his stew was made up of Marion's body parts. Oh, my God, the poor little thing. How scared she must have been. Police arrested him right then and there with no incident. Upon further investigation, more pieces of human remains were found in Kroll's refrigerator. Almost all of his victims were raped and strangled. Then pieces of their bodies were cut or dismembered after they were dead. Kroll was 43 at the time of his arrest. He was a very small, bald man with very large ears. Very awkward looking, apparently. Well, he was. I saw pictures. When being questioned, he told police how he knew an alive woman would never have sex with him. Guys, this was his only reasoning for raping and killing these women slash girls. Unbelievable. God. Some serial killers do it for attention. Not this dude. He didn't follow the news, and he had no idea the police were even following his killings. 
Kroll stalked his victims before attacking them. He made sure to go to different towns for most of his victims. This is how police believed he got away with the killings for so many years. During his confession, he said he began killing because when he was a child living in poverty on the farm, he witnessed many pigs being slaughtered. Okay, that, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't to me either. The pigs weren't raped and stabbed. I, I was. That's exactly right? what was in my head. Or were they by him? Oh, because they said he did weird things with animals. Yeah, so now I'm wondering. Let me just take a little sip of my coffee, Mark. Her dunks. Sorry, my iced coffee. Do you see they're, they're, they're no longer called Dunkin' Donuts? Not? No, just called Dunkin'. Why? I don't know. The donuts is off the signs. Because go they have the, so many other things than donuts. Go now. buy the remodeled Dunkin' Donuts, and now they're just called Dunkin'. And guys, they get Hold up your cup. Let me see what it says on your cup. It does. It just says D-N-K-N. Yeah, Dunkin'. <gasps> what? Yeah, Dunkin' app. All right, hold on. Have you? They're getting pricey, too. Oh, my God. They're yeah. getting close to Starbucks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's This little medium iced coffee cost me three... Well, that's only half a Starbucks. Star- I know. Starbucks is but ridiculous. Still, yeah, it is. But anyways. So I think we should get into Kroll's exact MO. Let's do it. Most of his victims' bodies were found with missing limbs and missing chunks of flesh, many times from the buttocks, the thighs, and their stomachs. He would rape them, many, many times stab them. He loved strangling them, and then he would mutilate their dead bodies, take their parts and chunks of skin and muscle home to cook and eat. See, now, this right here makes me wonder, because he said the only reason he did it because a woman wouldn't have sex with him. This goes to a different level, the stuff that he's doing, though. Exactly. This is where I'm confused. I'm confused, too. So Kroll let law enforcement know that he ate his victims to it's save disgusting. on money. He was just being frugal, Mark. I'm frugal as like all get Mark, out, but I'm not that frugal. He had fresh meat. I mean. I'm just going to let that marinate there for a Oh, minute. yeah. It is amazing that he was able to kill for so many years without getting caught, considering he was borderline mentally challenged. Remember, his low IQ was only one point off. Kroll was, was mentally evaluated. His IQ was noted, and it was clear he also had other mental issues on top of the low IQ. He was diagnosed as a sexual sadist. No shock there. He was clearly a cannibal, and upon his arrest, he thought he could just get an easy operation to fix himself, and then Ugh. he could be released back into, from jail into society and wouldn't have any urges to rape or kill and eat his victims. That's, yeah, that's not going to happen. That's just... But that just shows the mental capacity. Right. Right? Like he basically has a child's brain thinking, they can just fix me. They can fix what's wrong with me. Like that's kind of sad, actually, that he thought that. You know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't make up for all the horrific. It kind of almost goes to like, I don't want to make light of any of this. Oh, God, not at all. But did he really realize the full magnitude of murder. It makes you I mean, wonder. Because if you can just murder someone that easily and dismember and eat or whatever, I mean, some, some of these people are so calculated. He just went about his business. See, that's where I have a hard time believing that he wasn't more with what's going on right. than not. Because a lot of thought went into a lot of this stuff. I know. I don't understand. And I, just, and I don't understand how he got away with it for so long. Kroll's trial started in 1979, three years after he was arrested. It lasted 151 days and finally ended in 1982. 
He proudly confessed to murdering 13 human beings in um, murder attempt, in one murder attempt. He happily explained every gory detail, even details of little Marion Ketter's death, his final victim. Unbelievable. In the end, Kroll was charged with eight murders in one count of attempted murder. April of 1982, he was convicted of all counts against him and was sentenced to life in prison. He was sent to Rainback Prison, but was only there for nine years before he suffered a heart attack and died. I have so many questions. Right? Like, how did he get away with the murders for so many years? He had a third grade education and was borderline special needs. And why didn't anyone in the community notice his strange behavior? Except for that one neighbor. It's very odd. I don't know. This entire case was so crazy, and it was so sad all at the same time. Yeah, I, I think there's more to it than oh just him not God. being able to have sex with women because... Oh, definitely. The, like I said, I, I just said this. Like, it goes way up and up beyond. He would have stopped at that point. You would think, right? I don't know. Like, Now why? let me cut him up and eat him. Like, that's oh. that's just the weirdest thing ever. I know. I don't know. Our, our minds work differently, Charity. I. Uh, I mean, I thought I was a weird one, but you are weird. Not like to I'm this not extent. taking away your weirdness, so. But I'm just saying, like in general, like this is very, very weird. I don't know, guys. I, let us know what you think. And I think, I think there was definitely he murdered way more. Yeah, way because more. you're not going to be on a regular schedule, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, go a couple different times, mm-hmm. years at points. There's no way, unless no. the only time we see we've seen that is when somebody's been jailed, in jail, or yeah, yeah. away, or dead, or dead. Let us know what you got, what you think, guys. Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. Text and voicemail line is 603-212-4600. And old school people like me, info at casewatchpodcast.com. Dot com. All right, we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. Uh. No, you can't. <laughs> got to stop because I got to nope. get my last one. Ah, see ya. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.